Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 262 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about three practical ways that you can become more radical. Let's dive in. In the last episode, we were talking about the life of Brother Andrew, and he had just passed away, and I was just kind of reflecting a little bit on just his life and his mission. I love the fact that even as he was getting older, he he died at age 94, but as he was getting older, he never slowed down. He didn't just go into retirement or in that slower pace. Rather, it just seems like he just kept ramping things up saying, all right, I'm all in and I'm going to go cross that finish line running at a full tilt. And I, I love just the life of Brother Andrew. And again, if you've never read the book, God's Smuggler, I'd highly encourage you to read that book. A lot of his other books are incredible as well, but that is such a great articulation of a life that is lived by faith and just all in on Jesus Christ. One of the quotes that I read last week was a quote that he gave after someone asked him, looking back on his life, if he had any regrets. And he made this statement. I just thought this was so just profound and rather convicting. (laughs) But this is what Brother Andrew said when someone asked him if he had any regrets about his life. He said, quote, if I could live my life over again, I would be a lot more radical. And I just kind of fleshed that out a little bit last week. And I was just kind of wrestling with that idea of, well, if Brother Andrew, with all of the crazy things that he did for the Lord Jesus Christ, can look back on his life and say, well, if I was to do this all over again, if I had more time or if I could redo my life, I would be more audacious. I would take more risks. I would be more radical. Well, that was true for him. How much more for us in the church? And I've just been pondering that afresh over this last week, and I wanted to talk about in this particular episode, three practical ways for us to do that very same thing. Here are three practical things that you and I can do for us to live a lot more radical. And in other words, Brother Andrew's looking back saying, I wish I could do this all over again. I would love to be more radical. 
And yet for however long God has left in our lives, so, you know, however long that is, whether it's a year, a month, you know, a decade, you know, 50 years. So however long we live or until he returns, here are three practical things that you and I can do to start living that more radical kind of a life. Number one is to know your God. It is so important if we are going to live a radical life for us to know our God. In other words, we can't just know about our God, though that is important too. We must practically, experientially, intimately know our God. I love what Psalm 46 verse 10 says. It says, be still and know that I am God. Here's how the New American Standard and the Legacy Standard Bible translates that verse. They say, cease striving and know that I am God. So oftentimes we are trying to do things in our own ability, in our own effort, in our own wisdom. We live in a culture that is go, 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 and so distracted by the beeps and the buzzes and the entertainment that we actually don't know what it means to be still so that we can actually know who God is. And if we don't know who our God is, informationally as well as intimately, we will never be able to trust him enough to live an audacious, radical, risk-taking kind of a life. If you and I are going to be more radical in this world, it's going to demand that we know who our God is. In other words, if God says, I I want you to go to this place or I want you to do this thing, if we don't know his nature, if, if we don't know his heart, if we don't know his word and his faithfulness that he has proven himself all through the word, then it's going to be really hard for us to trust him to say, okay, sure, I'm all in. So if we are going to be more radical, it's going to demand that we know who our God is. Again, yes, informationally, for example, through his word, but we also must know him intimately in relationship and experience. And the more God proves himself in our lives, the more he showcases his faithfulness, the more we grow in relationship with him, we actually will not care what the world thinks about us. We will actually quit worrying what man or humanity can do to us because we know our God is with us. In the book of Hebrews chapter 13, here's a great statement that God himself speaks. God says, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. And then here's the conclusion that the writer of Hebrews says, so then we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? That's a great statement. If we know who our God is and we know the fact that he has promised us to never desert or forsake us, then we can say with confidence, well, then he is my helper. I won't be afraid. What can humanity do to me? And you realize if we do take up Christ's call to die daily, we take up our cross and die, then do you realize that if I have died in Christ, then I'm no longer afraid of physical death and what someone could do to my life. In other words, the worst someone could do to my life is actually bring me in the very presence of the King of Kings and the one whom I love most, Jesus Christ. So again, number one, if you are going to live more radical you're going to have to know your God. Number two is this idea of throwing off every hindrance. 
If we're going to live more radical, we cannot be encumbered and snared by the junk of this world. Now, specifically, I'm talking about sin. As Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of faith. If you are going to run a race, you don't want to be you know, carrying rocks and, and heavy items with you. You don't want to have a ball and chain around your ankles if you've got to run a marathon. Well, it's not going to allow you to perform well. You're actually not going to be able to finish. And so the writer of Hebrews says that if we're in this great race and we're surrounded by this wonderful cloud of witnesses, well, then we should throw off that sin that so easily ensnares and tangles and traps us so that we can actually run with endurance this race that is fixed before us, that we have to fix our eyes on Jesus in this race, which means we need to be willing to throw aside every sin, everything that ensnares our souls, which goes to this idea of holiness and consecration, that if we're going to live more radical, we have to walk in holiness. And again, I know holiness has gotten a bad rap. It's a bad term in the modern church today. But the idea of holiness is being set apart and different than the world around us, that we are actually to look more like Jesus than we are of this world. And it's going to be really hard to be radical living for Christ in this world if we don't look like him. If we look more like the world than we do of Jesus, well, how are we going to live radical? So can I encourage you that you need to throw off every sin and every entanglement of your soul. And let me give you one, maybe as a part B to this whole thing. When we're talking about throwing off every hindrance, I am specifically talking about sin, but in order for us to live radical, I also just want to just briefly mention this idea that we're also going to have to throw off debt. We live in a very debt happy society. And yes, I know people argue that it can be very useful. However, it's really hard for God to use our life in a radical sense if we owe a lot of money to people around us. If we owe institutions and people money, it's, it really limits the options we have to be radical. Romans 13 verse 8 says this, Paul says, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. And that is so convicting, especially in our modern culture that we love debt. We we love just buying things. We we love just, you know, putting it on the credit card. But reality is, Paul says that we should owe nothing to anyone except love. That the only thing that someone should be able to claim on our life is well the love that we are already called to give them. See, if I owe a lot of student debt and God says I want you to go to interior Africa to be a missionary, it's going to be really difficult for me to to be able to just go and live a radical life given to Jesus Christ when I have a ball and chain of debt hanging around my neck. And so can I encourage you not just to throw off sin, and that, that by the way, that is by far most important, but realize that if you are encumbered by debt, it's going to be really difficult to live a radical life. 
So let us throw off everything in our lives that become a hindrance to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let us throw off everything that, that may stand in the way, specifically sin, but, but other things like debt and potentially possessions and maybe other things that we have so that we can actually live this radical life. And then number three is the idea that we must walk in obedience. If we're going to live a radical Christian life, it's going to demand that we walk in obedience. But but here's the idea. We need to take this radical life one step at a time. And that's something I actually really appreciated about the life of Brother Andrew. When you read the book, God Smuggler, God asked him to do some incredibly crazy things. And yet you'll notice that everything that God asked him, it was prefaced by a simple step of obedience. In other words, God didn't start with saying, okay, I want you to smuggle Bibles behind the Iron Curtain. That wasn't Brother Andrew's first step of obedience. Brother Andrew's first step of obedience was, all right, in your hometown, here's one thing I want you to do. Here's one person I want you to talk with. Here's one thing I want you to set aside and lay down. That, that there was this simple step-by-step-by-step obedience that Brother Andrew began to walk in. And as he began to walk that path of obedience, well, then God began to open up more and more things and he lived a radical life. But living a radical life starts with dying daily. It, it, it starts by taking one step of obedience. I, I read this last week, but in God's Smuggler, Brother Andrew said this. I love this quote. He said, that's the excitement in obedience, finding out later what God had in mind. That as you begin to walk in obedience, you may not understand why God is asking you to do something. I, when I read Reese Howell's Intercessor, it's an incredible biography as well. But in Reese Howell's Intercessor, God was asking Reese Howell to do some really seems like petty things in obedience. And, and you read through some of his story and you're like, really? You're not allowed to do that. You're, you're called to do this. But it's stuff like, I don't want you to wear a hat. You know, it's just like, ah, that just seems weird. But in Reese House's culture, you just, you never went without a hat. So when God says, would you be willing to look a fool? And would you be willing to lay down that hat and not wear it? And Reese House says, oh, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Well, you could say, well, then what good is that? And yet it was those small steps of obedience that allowed Reese House, that allowed Brother Andrew to live these radical, given to Christ, all in to Christ's lives. Again, at the end of Brother Andrew's life, he was asked, do you have any regrets? Would you do anything over again? And he said, if I could live my life over again, I would be a lot more radical. And if you and I are going to live such a radical life, then again, number one, we must know our God. Number two, we need to throw off everything that hinders us. And number three, we need to take these simple, small steps of obedience and realize it's one step of obedience at a time. And as we do those three things, as we know our God and his faithfulness, as we throw off everything in our lives that hinders us, as we walk in obedience, you'll find that God will lead you in a path is more risk-taking, that is more audacious, and that over time becomes more and more radical. Rather than waiting to the end of our life and looking back saying, ah, oh, I wish I was more radical, what if you and I determine right now that for the rest of our lives that we are going to live a more radical 
all-in Christian life. Well, no, that is my desire for my life, but it's also my prayer for you as well. Well, as always, thank you for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 262 for episode 262. And until next time, know I am cheering you on, standing with you and praying for you as you build your life, a radical life around Jesus Christ.